Welcome back to Keep the Pulp. I'm Sharon, and today I'm joined with a new guest, Shivi. Hey guys, I'm excited to be on the show. Shivi and I met through um, an extracurricular in pharmacy school. We were in the same like committee. Yeah, uh, we were part of the. Um, the Medicare class, and then um, part of the vaccination subcommittee, where we were apparently both interested in vaccinations, surprisingly. Yeah, I guess immunizations has like a bad rap in that it seems like a boring topic because uh, there's a lot of information to memorize. But actually, in the bigger picture, like the research behind immunizations is like really interesting to me. Yeah. I think it's super fascinating. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think vaccinations and drugs in general is pretty, is pretty cool. I mean, I guess that's why we went to pharmacy school. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's how we met um, in the vaccination subcommittee. And it was a fun ride. We worked on a project together, and that's how you became closer, yeah. I think. And um, we gave each other uh, flu shots. My arm still hurts. Don't ever get a flu wait, shot wait, from Sharon. Wait, what? Wait, what? We gave each other flu shots. What are we you did? talking about? No, right? <gasps> I thought it was um, I thought it was one of the staff who gave all of us flu shots. No. Sam, what are you? Th- we gave each other flu oh, shots in Medicare. Wow, I have really bad memory. Dude, uh, <laughs> do we do we go to the same class? What are we? Do we, go, do we graduate together? Well, I have really bad memory. Also, we get a yeah. flu shot every year. Okay, forget. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm very offended, and so. And then after the flu shot, I, I started giving Sharon crap about how my arm still hurts like a week later. And yeah, and I think I think that's just how we used to start talking and making yeah. friends. Yeah. So I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about our respective fears today. If I'm going to talk about, fear, about my fears, the first thing I have to talk about is snakes. I'm scared yeah, of snakes. Do elaborate. <laughs> yeah, you know, just uh, how they're snaky. <laughs> um, like, so actually, is it like looking at it already on a screen you don't like, or it has to be in person, or is it just the overall concept of a reptile? No, it's just it's just snakes. Uh, whether it's in in front of me, whether it's on a screen. That I can like sometimes I'm like scrolling through Facebook and there's a video of a snake fighting another animal and I cannot like. Oh man, I love those videos. You're kidding. Especially me. when like the snake wins because it's probably smaller than whatever it's fighting, right? Yeah, it's got such an interesting and unique build that you kind of underestimate its strength, but snakes are very strong and very strategic. <laughs> yeah, snakes are are strong and strategic. And that's kind of one of the reasons that I'm scared of them is because they can, they can take you out. <laughs> like whether it's a snake bite or whether it's like an anaconda that just wants to wrap around you. Like how are people not scared of that? Um, because not all snakes are lethal. There are very, very tame and non-dangerous species of snakes. Yeah, but how do you know that? You know, like... Like, how can you tell what a snake is thinking? Or you how... choose based on the species. Listen, people do thinking... research on this stuff, no? Like, you're thinking very rationally about this, and I'm not liking it. 
Huh, so needless to say, this is like, you consider this an irrational fear? No, 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 no. Oh! <laughs> this is a very legit fear. It is legit. <laughs> but maybe not to the level that you're scared because you don't even want to see them on a screen. I, yeah. Like, it can't even do anything to you. So, when I was a kid, I saw the Anaconda movie, and that's when it all started. You haven't no, seen I that haven't. movie? Okay, so at the Anaconda movie, you know, people I think get started on like some island or something, and there's like this huge anaconda, uh, and it slowly starts taking out people one by one. And I think, like, I was like freaking five years old at the time, and it was just on TV, and I think that's when my fear started. Okay, when you say that, I can relate because when I was little, I also watched Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and they have a basilisk in the movie which is like a snake um yeah. it's like but it's blind and it's even more scary because it senses you through fear and your movements and sound terrifying and it does kill people in hogwarts so i couldn't watch harry potter for a really long time after that movie maybe like decade and a half no i i saw that movie and i was uh i was very uncomfortable during that scene but then also Voldemort had a um pet snake too yeah, snakes are everywhere. Actually, I wanted to ask you, where do you think fears come from? Do they all come from our childhood? Or is there like some experience that roots these ideas in our head that this thing, one thing is scary? I think, uh, I think a lot of things come from our childhood, for sure. It's vaccination season right now. So like a lot of people are scared of needles. And uh, they always talk about like, oh, when I was a kid, you know, when I was five years old, I had this problem. And I was hospitalized or something. Lo and behold, now they're scared of needles. I also feel like there are other things where it just develops over time. Like, let's say you're scared of heights, right? You know, yeah. like a lot of kids are not scared of heights. But as you grow older, like that fear comes. I totally agree with what you're saying. In that as a kid, we are quite fearless. I wasn't scared of ants when I was young to play with roly polies oh my goodness but now just like bugs especially ones that scurry have mm, just that image and that concept it gives me like an icky feeling but then if we're talking about more like serious things yeah which is a good segue into more of like life fears i think i have more of those i think the first that comes to mind always is like disappointing people i love i think it's a really common one yeah yeah just can't help but care about maybe their expectations and then your own expectations when it comes to fulfilling their expectations is it like a particular set of people or is it like just your oh, parents? Yeah. Hmm. I guess it would be my parents. Also my grandparents. I guess going deeper, like why do I feel that specific way? It's more so that because I know they put in so much time and effort into my brother and my like well-being and our future, I don't want that to be a waste. I don't want it to be all in vain. I would feel bad, first of all. And then, I mean, children technically mooch off their parents until they're totally <laughs> fine. 
I don't want that burden to be on them for longer than it needs to be. That makes sense. But I I wouldn't say it's in a way where it hinders um, my life on the daily or even really in general. I'm still an avid believer in living my own life. And I don't have to fulfill everything that they wanted. I just need them to not worry about me anymore. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> in a sense where I say like, yeah, I don't want to disappoint my parents. I don't, but I don't yeah. want to be a burden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I have that fear too. Um, for me, it's disappointing my parents and their expectations of becoming, having their children be content with their life and uh, have success. I think I think my parents are, are already very proud of me, um, just of the things that I've done. Like I, my dad, actually, for the first time in his in my life, uh, told me that he was proud of me um, just a couple yeah. of months ago. Uh, it was um, it was a very weird moment because <laughs> it was unexpected, but um, the fact that he said it it really meant uh, a lot to me, even though I didn't express it at that time. So I know that they are proud of me. The The only thing is that I still have to maintain that, you know? So uh, I don't want to do anything that will disappoint them in the future. Not because this is this just does not regard my career choices or uh, how educated I am. But also, like, for them, it's really important that I'm actually a well-rounded person as well or a good person at heart. Um, and I, I think they have certain expectations of my life decisions as well. So like being Indian, it's obviously like it's, it comes down on it. You have to end up with a certain type of person. You have to, uh, do this and that. And, um, so I just don't want to disappoint them in that regard. Uh, and then I think if I think of it, um, my relatives come into play because it's not that I uh, I have a fear of disappointing them, but it's uh, instead I have a fear of making a wrong decision that they will um, start looking down on my parents. Right, that it reflects on your family somehow. Yeah. The, or the choices like, that you make. Yeah, it's, just, it's not that I don't want to disappoint them, it's just that I don't want to end up disappointing my parents even Bring more. dishonor to the family. <laughs> That dragon, man. That dragon yeah. knew what he was talking about. So No, I think I think we did get down to the bottom of it. Like for you, you care a lot about what your family thinks, especially their values and how everyone else perceives that is kind of a reflection of maybe how they brought you up and you don't want people to think badly of your parents because you care about them. Is that exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's that's what it is. Um, and and you know, my my dad uh, always uh, used to say when we were younger, it's like, don't do anything to ruin my name. You know, <laughs> like like straight up, like dude yeah. won't tell me he's proud of me, but he's like, hey, hey. don't fuck it up for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you think Indians have a lot of pride? Is that part of the culture? Yeah, 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 the hundred percent. It's it's all about pride. Up, they they go for status and they go for even though like in my family we don't go for like monetary status, but uh, my dad is very proud of um, his values as a leader uh, because a lot of family members do look up to him. 
So there have been times uh, within the family where he's had to make a very hard stance on things. And uh, he's always warning us that I have made this stance for other family members. So I don't want you guys um, talking to me and my brother to uh, have me be a hypocrite in the future. So like, don't do anything that will have me go back on my word because at one point, you know, if it's again, if it's a choice between his children and his word, there will be a time where he will kick his children, but that's going to be in the very distant future. And before anything else, he will disown us. And I said this very jokingly, but he's told us that. <laughs> wow. Like okay, this. so your fear is like visceral. I don't think my family has ever told me that they would disown us, even jokingly. <laughs> and no. my family like roasts each other a lot. Yeah, we, we have never gotten there. Oh, yeah. Well, family dynamics are totally different. I don't think I've ever roasted my dad. I don't think we have that relationship to roast each other. Oh, okay. Or my, okay. Or my mom. My mom is very sensitive, so even if I try to roast her, <laughs> she like, you talk to your mom like that? What are you doing? Boom. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. the more I know. So, yeah, that's my fear uh, in terms of family. That's my biggest internal struggle. Uh, when it comes down to my fears, you know, I can be afraid of snakes, but eventually, if it comes down to me and a snake, I could fight that. <laughs> but what am I going to do in this situation? <laughs> um, Get disowned or not. Or, or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was a fear, a very real fear. Yeah, it didn't come to me right away, but now that I think about it, I think my whole life I have been scared of showing all the parts of me to my closest friends and family, that that goes without saying, but specifically like friends, just because I didn't know how they would perceive it. And then I guess they wouldn't like me for me. I've always known that I've had a lot of walls up, but I didn't always know why. And this year was like the breakthrough year where I figured out why. Mm -hmm. I had so many defense mechanisms. I wouldn't say before I wasn't authentic. Like I was still myself, but I, but it was like the 60% of myself that I was showing people, I was very honest about. I was always a very direct person, very blunt. But then, it's like lying by omission, you know? I would omit the 40% that I didn't want anyone else to know about. Like the parts that I didn't show were like so buried that like even I didn't even know they were there sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it took so much time to really find those deeper parts of me. And I now understand that it was a fear of being vulnerable and being judged or having insecurities and thoughts about myself because if I had those thoughts and then people knew I had those thoughts they would surely think those things of me yeah and it was just much easier to not show any of that or even acknowledge that I had that side of me I didn't even know I had I kept those things to myself only Oh, wow. That's interesting. 
because we're really good at like pushing out things that we don't want to see. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. You know, I'm 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 quite similar, except that I I realized um, like I I had a realization of all the all the parts that I didn't want others to see. Like you know, like you you didn't know, but I knew fully. So ever you know, ever since I was I was little, I. I was in the same boat. Like, uh, I, there's a lot of these parts that I didn't want um, my friends to see, especially in elementary school. You know, where you're like, you just want to be cool. You just want to make friends. Uh, so there's a lot of things like you wouldn't tell them. And I was doing that consciously because in my mind, I was thinking like, what can I tell them about myself that they will like? Because in elementary school, middle school, even high school, you kind of looked at it as how popular you are oh especially in my schools so that's i was making i was doing that consciously um and i i was fully aware of my all this stuff i uh there's a lot of stuff that i hide from a lot of people uh even today but it's not because like i don't want them to see me in a negative way or like or something like that but i started to uh filter out things because um there are just certain things that other people don't have to know about you so I just you know, for simplicity's sake. Exactly. Or like, you know, even if it's like a colleague or like an acquaintance, they don't have to know like I, uh, I your your deepest, darkest stuff. Uh yeah. but yeah, definitely like my best friends that I that I speak to. Uh, they they know quite a bit. Even they're they're my best friends that still don't know a side of me because don't don't show it to them. <laughs> I think we all have that maybe like 10-15% we still keep really really to ourselves. personal yeah yeah it's just really close and I think you bring up a really good point you know what I think it actually comes down to is like acceptance now that I think That's about it like you, the- you saying <laughs> elementary school and everything I was thinking yeah I, I just think I didn't want to be bullied right like kids who bully are so scary <laughs> We all just yeah. don't want to be bullied. And thinking back, it is really kind of sort of traumatic whenever some kid says something to you and it kind of sticks with you. You don't even think that it does, but it might totally shape how you view yourself in some way or your abilities. No, you're, you're 100% right. I was actually just going to say that I guess my fear is acceptance or it yeah. was. But um, but this is that's one of the fears that as you grow older, I think you just grow out of it. I was about to also say that. Yeah, like it's not. Um, so now my fear is not about um, being accepted because now I just don't care. You know, I have a group of my best friends and I have uh, my family that I can always I think count it's on. Because you're now secure in yourself. Once you're secure in yourself, everything just comes from the inside. If yeah. you don't have a really strong sense of self and self-worth and self-confidence then of course you're going to seek that external validation and you don't want to be bullied and you care about what the kids are going to say about you slash your colleagues if you're still at that point when you're an adult but at some point in life what I hope is that everyone reaches some sort of self-acceptance and they really mature into the person that they want to be and that alone can not fully strip away the fear but it just shifts your perspective and it's like Mm -hmm. you know what being accepted by myself and by people who truly care for me and vice versa like that is enough now the rest of the world 
background noise. Yeah. Um, but going off of that point, um, for me nowadays, it's not about uh, revealing myself, but I also have to um, keep a conscious mind of do people even want to hear this or do they even care for this? You know, uh, you know, my best friend from pharmacy school. And uh, there's a lot of things that I don't share with him because I know that he comes from a different background and he has a different perspective on things. So if I bring up a point that I think uh, is very important or very valuable to me, I kind of already know his, his personality and like the way he thinks. So it's like it, it won't go, go well together because maybe he doesn't see the value in that thought or that point. So sometimes you just have to uh, omit things because you just don't think the other person will care or it's not worth the time. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. It's like gauging your audience. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, with that, with that whole fear or, or just growing, uh, growing up with that whole acceptance stuff. Um, I guess it just transitions into a lot of different things that fear eventually can even turn into something like a, a maturity trait, you know, where, now, instead of being scared of something, now you're just conscious of it. Yeah. Like, it's not for everyone. I've done this a lot in my life where I choose to reveal certain aspects of myself to certain people in my life, namely the people who are close to me. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say any one person sees the same exact side than, that another person sees. Does that make yeah. sense? And that probably goes for everyone, too. Um, even though it is still all myself, like you will gauge your audience and whatever is valuable to that relationship, you will choose to pour into that. And then there are other parts where you can save for someone else, which is why I think it's actually really important to have multiple people in your support system. Um, different people can offer different valuable things in your life. That's how you build a stronger foundation with like more and more strong relationships. Yeah, I've uh, I've thought about that point too, <laughs> that with different people you kind of show different sides to yourself. And then I, <laughs> one at one point I started asking myself like, "Yo, do I have multiple personalities?" <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, obviously, obviously not. It's just one personality with different sides. <laughs> but it definitely, but it definitely sounds the same. Depends on how you word it. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any other fears? Um, oh my goodness. This fear is so real. Um, it's like really morbid to think about these things. But a few years ago, I would frequently think about scenarios in which I lose family members. It's not even the own oh, passing thought. I would just go down this rabbit hole of this scenario could happen. But I am currently away from home and then... I wouldn't even find out until a couple hours later. Someone would have to contact me. I'd have to drive all the way back. It might be too late. Like, whoa, I spun down this horrible spiral of all the bad things that could happen if I lost a family member. And I've also had dreams, I would say nightmares, where I lost different family members. And then the dream went into the life that we had just after they passed away. And it was like that mourning period. And I would wake up sobbing like uncontrollably sobbing 
And wow. I think that also played into, or I don't know which it was, if the dream played into my fear of the thoughts or the thoughts played into my dreams. But yeah, there's just something so sad about, I don't think sad really cuts it. It's like despair. It brings me so much despair to think that I would lose one of my three very, very precious family members. Not to say that the rest of my family isn't, Mm, um, no. like my extended family isn't valuable but like these three have you know always been here oh, and so yeah any one of them I actually had this a variation of this fear earlier this year too with like COVID <sighs> yeah and my mind just goes straight into the consequences of what could happen like the immediate events that would follow or even leading up to of family death well yeah I, I mean i'm glad you brought it, that up because i probably maybe have locked away in somewhere in my mind or something or this fear but but it is very real like i can't even think about losing <laughs> uh, my family members you know because it's um they, you know it's hard to think about but yeah it, it, when the day comes or like i don't think i'd be able to control myself or i don't even know even know how to handle myself so, I yeah, I've, I've thought about scenarios, too. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I don't want to, like, move far away or have trouble, like, staying somewhere else is because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But being home is something that I can at least have, like, you know, at least I can be there. Or in my mind, like, I'm, I'm available 24-7 for them. But yeah, uh, that's that's also a fear of mine. I think if I lost my parents, it would be very hard for me emotionally. And then if something happened to my brother, I think I'd just be furious at, at everyone and everything. Like for me, like losing my brother would be anger. And for me, like losing my parents would be sadness. I don't. How do you distinguish the two? It's, How do you uh, know that you will feel those ways is what well, I'm wondering. Well, because for me, like, if I if I think about, like, losing my brother, who's just a year older than me, um, or, like, in, in any time period, unless we're, like, freaking 70 years old, you know, at that time, it would be emotional. But uh, if it's sooner than that, then something had to happen to him, like, either physically or a trauma or something like that. It wouldn't be anything like uh, a disease state or something, you know, in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. So that's why that's why I feel like yo, it's gonna be like I'm just gonna be angry at everything and everyone. Mm. But like for my parents, like they are older, I will have to accept the fact that people eventually go. So that's where I know it's just gonna be like that sadness. So it's like dependent on what exactly is taking away your family member. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't even think about it that way. I have never really focused on that aspect. I've only ever thought about the emptiness that would follow a loss. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, I've always thought about like scenarios. Um, my fear, the worst scenario for me would be like a car accident. I would not be able to handle that, no matter who it is. But like, that's the worst, you know, it's like. That um, one yeah, comes it, it, into my mind a lot too. And I think I think it's really bad because it's like what if it's like those what if questions. What if they left a minute earlier, or if they left a minute later, or what if they just didn't go at all? 
And I think that will just mess any anybody up uh, for the rest of their lives because that's all they would be thinking about is those what ifs. I think that's why there are specific grief counselors, like people who specifically help you work through loss. It's a whole different ballpark than I think regular counseling. Shout out to the counselors out there, you know. So much yeah. respect. Yeah. How do you feel when people say, oh, you have to live your life without fears or you have to just like go for it and not let your fears hold you back? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that such a cliche that we hear all the time though? Oh, it's, it's so cliche. And I think um, that advice or that saying would be perfect in a perfect world. <laughs> but the world is so imperfect that that just cannot apply. Everybody has fears. Even the most fearless person that that we think of, they have some sort of fears. They have some sort of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I think the bravest person or the best people are the people that have dealt with their fears and can coexist with their fears. They're aware that they have those fears um, and they're aware how the fears can affect them. But they've overcome them and they've learned how to deal with them and know how to live with them. Those are the best types of people. You basically just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, everyone will have fears. Inevitable. We all have feelings, also inevitable, but it's more so how we choose to let that affect us and how we view them. It's all about perspective. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Definitely people who acknowledge their fears and then still go through life without letting those fears stop them from doing what they really want. Yeah, or like reaching their goals. It's definitely a mindset thing. You really have to have a strong mind to carry that out. Fear, I think, is totally psychological. You take the brain out of the mind, and I don't think the body will have a problem with heights anymore we have a sympathetic nervous system for a reason though you, you know I, I i totally understand that <laughs> okay but, sorry but you know let's not think about anatomy here you, you're you just take... talking purely brain stuff well so i i don't know if it's the brain or our quote-unquote consciousness but <laughs> that's another whole topic right there but you know, you take uh, you take the brain and stuff out of the out of the uh, situation or the equation, and all of a sudden the fears are just going to be not not exist anymore. That's what I think. Yeah, hopefully that wasn't overly depressing. Towards the end, <laughs> that's not what we were going for. Um, but I thought it would be nice to explore some of these thoughts and feelings where we might not think about them every day. But they do play a role in our lives, like fears, whether they're super rational or really, really deep-seated. They can influence us a lot. They do. Yeah. But thank you for taking the time to talk about your fears and sharing your experiences. Yeah, no problem. And thanks for having me again. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Peace.